0: Right now, you can get 25% off your first purchase of Strava Craft Coffee when you use code DNVR25. Not only do we love what Strava tastes like, and we pretty much run off of coffee, but it's also CBD infused, and that helps with so many ailments. It's different for everyone. Check out their reviews, and you'll be blown away with people's stories about how Strava has helped them. They deliver straight to your door, and after your first order, you can get 20% off indefinitely with their subscription service. So check out StravaCraftCoffee.com. Today and try out their delicious CBD infused coffee. Be sure to use that DNVR twenty five code. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. I'm your host Rudo, joined by the man below the couch today, Evan Rowell. in front of the couch. In, I guess I mean, is there a different? I'm below the couch, so you got bigger problems. You're not yeah. under the couch. No. I guess that's fair. Definitely no. fair um we're gonna we're gonna be taking a look at at the start of the season for the abs today a little bit I called it a slow start in the title Uh, and that might be a little bit harsh it's three hockey games it's not like they've they've started slow through the first 10% of the season or anything but I do think it's fair to say that they haven't been at their best now granted on any given night, you have no idea what the lineup is going to look like. So that certainly doesn't help them. But still, I think there's some things we can dive into and, and talk about that they can improve and, and some positives to take away too, Evan. So I, I I'm just going to put you on the spot here. Give me one thing you want to talk about through the first three abs games.
1: Um, yeah, I think it's, I, I, the biggest problem is going to be that the top pair hasn't performed. And yeah. I think that's if your top pair is not you can talk about depth guys all you want. But when your top defensive pair doesn't look the way it should, then
0: you're not going to look that good. I, it certainly. I, I, uh, there have been three games, two of them. The Kale McCars looked OK. Granted, he had no preseason game, so there was a little bit of getting up to speed there. And then, obviously, last night, he looked absolutely awful. Um, how much of that is is just you writing it off? How much of that is the Abs actively trying to deploy McCarr with Sam Gerard?
1: Um, Yeah, I don't know, because it was more McCarr just making really poor decisions last night. I don't know if I'm really going to blame Playing with Gerard, there they didn't. They don't look like they have a ton of chemistry like they did that first year when they would play together. But um, especially last night, they really didn't get in the offensive zone. It's when they can really do some damage. So, uh, I, I, the first game, I was thinking, you know, more. He didn't play in the preseason. He's just a little rusty. Um, I actually thought he was pretty good in the second game, um, especially as the game went on. It seemed like he was starting to get his timing back. But uh, last night was just. Fugly and and if I'm being honest, I don't think Sam Gerard's had a good start to the year at all.
0: Really, he is not. He is not. It McCar was the worst of the two the other night, but Gerrard was not good by any stretch of the imagination.
1: Yeah. So, when Sam Gerard is panicking, that's when you know you have problems. Like last night when he ran in and over. clearly had yeah. no stick, yeah. and he <laughs> tried to pass it to
0: him, I was like, okay, Sammy's not right. Yeah, something something bad is going on there. So. And look, the defense is without Devon Taves, so that is one piece that will certainly improve that. But still, you would expect more from from a car from Gerard, and arguably the Evs' best defenseman so far this year has been Owen Byrum. Yeah, That's
1: he's. True. I would say he's been the most consistent.
0: Which yeah. is weird, but <laughs> the guy with uh, 22 NHL games under his belt has been their most consistent defenseman through the the first three games. It's definitely not what people were expecting. We'll put it that way. I, again, I you know I don't think there's any reason to really put any long term concern onto this. But if you're looking for reasons that the Evs are having slow starts, the defense being discombobulated is certainly one of them. Mm-hmm. Um the the bottom pairing, you know you kind of live with what you got right now, whether it's it's Jack Johnson or Ryan Murray or Curtis McDermott. Uh, Jack Johnson has honestly been serviceable he's hasn't really hurt them too much, but Ryan Murray and Curtis McDermott have both been pretty darn soft. Uh, weak I won't say soft because Curtis McDermott has at least hit a couple of people and that's about the only thing he's done,
1: yeah Murray uh. I I had no expectations for McDermott, and he somehow managed to not lower them even, even more. Yeah, yeah lower them even more. But I had some expectations for Ryan Murray, and I through preseason through camp, I just haven't. When you watch him, you're like, "How did this guy go second overall?" I mean, I know it was a bad draft, but like, there, can... I thought there'd be a little bit more
0: skill. Yeah, there. yeah like. Coming into the Ryan Murray acquisition, one of the things I was high on was like, "Oh, okay, this is a guy that can move pucks for you as a depth defenseman," and his passing has been atrocious. I, I mean, he's struggling to even get it close to dudes. He's he's missing his targets by ten feet,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so it's tough.
1: And the staff doesn't seem all that into him. Like we always, yeah. we all assumed JJ would be the seven, but I'm watching him like. Johnson's playing on the first penalty killing unit like is Murray really going to be the seventh guy which honestly his play probably warrants that at the at the moment but
0: yeah he's been pretty blah pretty underwhelming I guess I would say yeah I think underwhelming is a is a good word for it um and
1: the picture that Makar that came out last night with the tape on his wrist I think everyone's talking about that it's like there's always going to be speculation because the ass will never outright say what he had surgery on. Yep. But, you know, lots of guys have taped wrists. Like, yeah. Miko's wrist has been taped for years. He and tapes them every game. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I, you can't just automatically assume it's a wrist problem. Um, well, and, certainly looks like it, <laughs> the way he's handling the puck, but you just never know.
0: And, and even then, to your earlier point, even if his hands aren't 100%, that doesn't explain him... Yolo pinching or not being able to skate with a guy defensively those those parts of his game should still work just fine. Yeah, so just a weird a weird situation there. That one is definitely strange. I think everyone knows Makar's ceiling and he'll be just fine. But it's it's not been it's not been super pretty for the Abs on the defensive side, which also kind of leads into the the main guy of the title today in darcy kemper look he's on a new team you expect some adjustment period obviously when a team just abandons him to be absolutely shelled by a team like the washington capitals you know it's not going to look pretty but do you see some of the same recurring concerns with kemper that i've seen over the last couple games evan um and what, that he's getting beat blocker side like every over time. And over, <laughs> and over and over and yeah. over.
1: Like they the broadcast made a point, like, oh well, they're always trying to shoot five hole and he's stopping everything yeah. with going five hole. <laughs> but then they shoot blocker and it just goes in, and it's just like, okay, well that's been like I wanna say like five or six goals in the last two games that have gone blocker.
0: Four immediately spring to my head, yeah. So
1: Yeah, it's uh obviously he's you still see the communication issues with his defensemen, but um, if he he hasn't looked like the goalie that there – a lot of people, you know, when Grubauer – when the team fell apart in front of him, Grubauer fell apart. Well, that's kind of what's happening to Kemper right now, and I think people expected more, and we just haven't seen that yet. And it's obviously it's game three of a full-on billion-game season like we're back to normal, but um, – He's got time. It just hasn't really been there yet, the last, especially the last two games.
0: Yeah, and and when Grubauer first came to Colorado, it took him 20, 30 games to really settle in and, and get used to playing with that defense in front of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, the concern for me there is, is there a hole in Kemper's game on that blocker side? Is this something that is just... A, a fluke that's going to, to wash away once he starts playing well, or is this a a scouted significant weakness in his game that he needs to work on specifically to fix?
1: Yeah, that, that's the concern. Obviously, it's just a short sample size right now. We don't really know, but it's been the majority of the goals going in. Like, Arrow was always high glove people would point to, and now it's blocker. I guess the other side here, so... Something um, different, at like least. He He's
0: such a massive
1: guy that he should be covering his ankles better right. than he It has feels better.
0: like if he just comes out a little bit more, there's nothing to shoot at from that right side, right? But
1: Yeah, and maybe it's an adjustment to a new goalie coach, too. True. Maybe Parkola saw some things he wants to change, and they're working on it, and it,
0: maybe it's just going to take some time to adjust there. to To the chat's questions here, Grubauer's numbers are significantly worse than Kemper's so far this year in Seattle. So uh, I don't know about should have paid him Um, to Ian's question. Is it the defense or is it Kemper? I mean, it's some of both, right? Kemper has not played particularly well, but the abs defense certainly in the last two games has given up multitudes of ridiculously high danger shots. Yeah, Kemper's getting beat blocker side, but a number of those have come from the face-off dot or inside of it. So players completely uncontested from there, I should say. Um, A little bit of a shooting gallery, to say the least. So a little bit of this, a little bit of that. It it can certainly be better from both the defense and Kemper, but we'll get into that a little bit more. Do want to talk about the forwards as well. So hit up Snooze Mattress. While you wait, this news flip is the most universal mattress on the planet, a mattress that is designed to fit everybody. It is the world's first four in one mattress. You can choose soft, firm, cool or cozy. Flip it to choose your comfort level and zip it with our reversible and washable temperature regulated cover. What you want today might not be what your body needs tomorrow, so you can adjust it whenever you need to make it right fit for your maybe you want to sleep all night maybe you just want to take a nap whatever it is they got you covered you buy one mattress to last eight years but a lot can change in that amount of time as you get fitter heavier or older all those types of things body types change so customize your comfort with the snooze mattress It's especially great for a guest or a kid bed to go in an extra bedroom things like that so super easy super comfortable check out snooze mattress today they're they're super dope, and they're here local. Local business to Colorado, so if you want looking for a new mattress, looking for an affordable one, check them out. Then you can hit up Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. You know, have a couple beers before you go to bed, help you sleep, maybe, whatever works for you. Go down to the DNVR bar, have a good time there, get eight different kinds on tap, or find the Good Company Hard Seltzer at a local liquor store near you. Use the Breck Beer Locator online to find all of their products. We love them over here. They're delicious. Go check them out. And of course, this uh, this watch party we have coming up tomorrow on, on Thursday for the Broncos is, like, if you're going to go to one, go to this watch party. Because we're getting, not only are we giving away a free Broncos jersey, DNVR merch is going to be 50 to 75% off. Obviously, you get the watch party, so you get to sit at the bar, drink beer, have amazing food, watch the Broncos. It's a win 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 right there. You can't go wrong. The the deals are awesome. There's gonna be a bunch of bunch of party stuff, game stuff. We'll have the Wheel of Destiny going for uh potentially free shots for the bar as well. It's just gonna be a blast. You gotta come down, you gotta get yourself some stuff on this watch party tomorrow. Night? Yes. Let's go with <laughs> night. I don't know. Well, it's evening, I guess, is the right word for like between afternoon yeah, and night. We're, right? we're
1: not used to these earlier games.
0: The game is at 6.20 for people. 6.20. Come to the bar after work. There you go. Perfect. Roll on down after work. You'll be good to go. It's a perfect time. Uh, Yep. It works out a lot better than these 5 o'clock starts for the abs. That's for sure. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings (laughs) Sportsbook. Evan... Is JT Confer the Ev's best player right now? Uh uh no. <laughs> okay. Uh
1: I would say I think Logan O'Connor has looked a lot better. Uh JT's scoring goals, but I think I think I saw the stat that like every single point he's had has come with the empty net or something like that. <laughs> so
0: to be fair, the Evs have scored three goals with the empty net of their six in the last two games, right? So
1: yeah I think O'Connor's been the most consistent forward through three games, which that's the problem. He's a fourth liner yeah and he's been your most consistent forward. um Kadri was great through two games um and then last night seemed like he had a target on his back from literally everyone in the arena.
0: yeah that uh, those cross checking penalties at the end were interesting.
1: <laughs> just everything, even like the diving penalty that he got because he was getting cross checked in the corner before that, which is why he got so angry. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's just been inconsistent. Comfer is it's nice that he's scoring, um, because he was not scoring at the start of last year and yep. it took him forever to get going. So maybe this will be him getting going, but um, at the same time, he's JT Comfer, he goes in wild fluctuations in terms of scoring. So for sure. he, he's going, maybe he's hot right now. And then
0: I disappear for 10 games. That's usually how his career has gone. Yeah. I mean, definitely streaky to say the least. So mm-hmm. who knows how the ups and downs will go. Um, yeah. To, to Chad's point, I do think Kadri looks solid through these first three games. So as solid as he can, given, you know, night one, he was the Avs one C and this is true of particularly every single forward in the lineup has just been playing well above where they're supposed to be in the lineup because of guys missing. So you have to take everything on the forward side with a little bit of a grain of salt, but I am interested Evan. All right. So when the abs are healthy, not even healthy, let's say when the abs get Landy back, who stays in the lineup because it looks like the abs have pretty much given a spot to Sampo Ranta, regardless of how he's played. Um, Yeah. That's a whole other thing in itself. And we can talk about that in a minute, but I'm curious Mm -hmm. right now. It looks like it's going to be Maltsev or Kaut. Would you give it to Maltsev?
1: Well, they both should stay in the lineup because McDermott is, should be the guy coming out. Yes, It'll be but a matter I'm trying of,
0: to be realistic here.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh They both had flashes last night. Um I liked the way Cat was working. Um he seemed committed to
0: you know. a couple of nice forechecking,
1: yeah, um working he's, hard. Catelli's trying to play physical, but then when the puck got on his stick, he seemed so nervous that he just would make a mistake or get rid of it real quick and Maltsev just he had his chance on the power play, didn't look very good there. Um, he had some smart plays in the defensive zone, I noticed, but he's just, he's really not a good skater. There's one rush where he had in the neutral zone and he just slowed everything down and he was with O'Connor and Helm and they had to stop, essentially, and that was always the concern. So um, I would probably say Maltsev has the advantage because he's got more versatility, but yeah, that's kind of the problem right now. Is the Avs have a lot of forwards where you like
0: you don't really know what you're getting from them. Yeah, I I agree. It's it's total mystery down there, right? On what is right now the fourth line of Maltsev, Kout, and whoever the abs decide to put between them on any given shift, uh, whether that be a, a Joost or something. They threw Kadri down there once; it was nonsense, um, but. Certainly some randomness there. You already kind of mentioned the other part of this conversation. Sampo Ranta and Curtis McDermid both continue to be in the lineup. I don't think Ranta has been awful. Uh, It's very clear they've told him to play, run around like a crazy person and go hit people hockey. Uh, But he hasn't really done anything to earn the spot either.
1: The Sampo ranta thing is one of the weirdest things I think in the last few years with the as because I still have no idea how he got into a playoff two playoff games last year, and then he comes into camp and it seems like they he had a spot, yeah from day one, like it didn't really matter what happened. like he had the one great preseason game and then the next three games he didn't really do anything, including taking four penalties in one game and now he's He's starting games on the second line because they obviously need guys. But um, to me, obviously, I see what they like in him. He's a very mesmerizing package of size, and he can really move. And obviously, they've told him, you know, hit anything that moves, including just elbowing people in the face Mm -hmm. or things like that. And people just bounce off this guy. He's, He's built. He's a tank. Yeah. But... He doesn't seem to know where to be on the ice most of the time, especially in the defensive zone. And I'm wondering how long this leash really is going to be. Okay. Um, because it, it does seem like this is like, you know, he, he doesn't seem like he's ready for the NHL to me. The package is there, but I don't
0: know if they're just really forcing it right now. Uh, is this... Long-term, is Alex Newhook the answer there, then? Obviously, he's down in the AHL right now. Yeah, he didn't look great in preseason or in Game 1 of the regular season, but it it certainly feels like Newhook is not the type of player that you want to keep down in the AHL for too long.
1: A lot of this is happening because Alex Newhook did not have the camp that they thought he was going to have, and now they're now they're panicking and trying to put together God knows what lineup every night because they expected new hook to be better than he was. And he just wasn't. And yeah, that, that this spot seems destined for new hook, but they want him to earn it and he hasn't done that. So um, we'll see. I watched the uh, Eagles game the other night with him in there. Um, he was, he seemed to have the puck more and he was trying to do things, but he didn't have a ton of confidence. Um, I, I don't see a lot from him at even strength. It's mostly the power play where he does a lot of work. So there's there's still room for growth there. And I think, obviously, this is not just a short-term thing. New hook is very important for this team yeah. long-term. Yeah, definitely. Because McKinnon's going to get paid, and they need a guy to step in for cheap behind him. And yep. there's more at play than just right now. So they're trying to, trying to, I guess, handle both sides of the equation. So you're saying they're not going to go get Jack Eichel? I'm not saying that (laughs) obviously there, if something comes in that works, I,
0: I have no doubt that they would pull the trigger there. All right. All right. Just, just poking around on that one. Uh, Curtis McDermott, how can you as an NHL head coach put that guy on the ice again? I have no idea.
1: (laughs) I really have no idea. Specifically as defensemen. Like, if they yeah. want to put him out on the fourth line, like, who cares? Because they're probably going to play him,
0: like, three minutes anyway. Cal played six minutes last night, I think. Yeah, like,
1: eight yeah. minutes, and most of that was garbage time. Yeah. By the time the game was over. And it's just like, yeah, this McDermott thing, it, it has never made sense. They wanted a big, tough guy. They went out and got him. But if you can't play hockey, like, at the NHL level, you can't play. And... Yep. Especially the pace this team wants to play at, like you can't just have a defenseman like that in the lineup taking minutes, because he has cost the team now. And I don't think he's fully to blame just for that goal last night because Murray was, yeah, God Murray knows, after lunch too,
0: made a terrible pass and Berkey made a worse clear on, on that. But McDermott just kind of wandered off too, so it's it's a little bit of everyone's fault. But yeah, so. They've, they've kind of backed themselves in the corner, giving
1: up for a fourth for this guy. So I'm really interested to see what they do when Taves comes back. like Because that's going to bump someone else out of the lineup. And are you going to waive this guy that you gave up a fourth for just months ago?
0: For the record, McDermott was the low man on total TOI. Even Martin Cow played nine minutes as a forward. McDermott had 839 as the seventh D. So. yeah
1: when McDermott got back on the ice in the third period that's when you knew they were thrown in the towel it was over
0: <laughs> they were like all right this game's over <laughs> well at least they uh at least they have the calling card i guess i don't know <laughs> uh Kevin we Evan kind of talked about this a little bit earlier um expectations at the start of the season was it would obviously it would be JJ but Evan it sounds like you think they might uh they might see Murray as the seventh d.
1: Just the uh, deployment, Yeah. you know, using Johnson on the penalty kill more than Murray, which is a surprise to me and I don't necessarily agree with because Jack Johnson isn't a great penalty killer. But if that's the preference they have, then I kind of lean towards that who the guy that would stay in the lineup.
0: For the record, Murray played fourteen forty-seven last night. Johnson played twelve eighteen, A full minute more of penalty kill time for Johnson, though. Yeah, and he missed a chunk of the game. Yeah. And a chunk of his face. A chunk of the face, yes. Was not pretty. Um, glad he's okay. A couple stitches. Mm-hmm. Good to go. Um, anyway. Uh, abs lineup. What, what's your biggest concern with the forward core, Evan? Because th- there isn't quite the same... Blatant, hey, this has to be better. Like there is with obviously Kale McCarr can't play like that Mm -hmm. uh, with the forward core. McKinnon, yeah, he's he didn't play super well or anything, but it's his first game back last night. Rantanen has been quiet, but he still has found his way to being a point per game player, like he always seems to do. Uh, What's what's missing here? Is it really just getting Landeskog back, or what's up?
1: Yeah, they are missing their two i would say two best defensive forwards right now which is gonna you know that's gonna hurt your overall defensive game yeah um but when this team's healthy i'm not super concerned about the top six it's the rest of the forward lines because in a perfect world i think this team wants jost between helm and o'connor um but that's a great fourth line i don't think it's a third line and that's kind of the problem is that the it's kind of how it's worked out the last few years is that other line is just kind of like a mishmash of people put together that they don't really have a role for. So they... I, I said on the... I was on the radio the other day, and I said the regular season just doesn't matter for this team. And that's the reality. I still think that because no one cares what happens right now. and in, in six months, no one's going to care about these first few games. They're going to have to figure out how to build this lineup and they're trying to build for six months from now. And it's going to be, I think these first couple weeks might be kind of ugly where they're figuring out who's, you know, who are we going to play in this bottom six? What combinations work? Things like that. So um, that's kind of where we are right now. And it's, uh, I think we're going to have to deal with this Jost O'Connor helm thing being the third line in which in a perfect world you would not want. Um, Cause I think Jost is, if they're not going to put him with Jachushkin, that's the best spot for him.
0: Sure. Hey, what, have, what have you made of Joe's game so far? Because he's someone that I'm not I'm not sure what to make of him. So what do you got?
1: Yeah, I, I think he's been super up and down. Um, he was at his he looked out of place on the top line last night, which is, you know, he's always looked out of place when he's been put in the top six. Sure. Um, but when he was with, you know, he was out there for that goal with yep. O'Connor and Helm just doing dirty work because that's how he's built. He's built to grind things out, and that's why he's a perfect fit there. But the first game, um, didn't really notice him a ton. Second game, he was better. Um, and last night was really inconsistent. So, um, like a lot of guys, you just haven't had a consistent effort through three games of what you really come to expect. And I've actually – Last year, he was so good on the penalty kill, and I just
0: I really haven't noticed him all that much on the penalty kill so far. The penalty kill is actually fine against Washington. Obviously, JT scores a shorthanded goal. That helps a mm-hmm. lot. But both sides of special teams, it's not been great to start the season. It's been pretty messy. Um, you know, I, I think when it comes to things like special teams, that's an easy one to chalk up to. Guys are still getting comfortable. The lineup's a mess. Like you said, not having Nachushkin and Landis Gog in your lineup to use Landy less so on the PK, but certainly Nachushkin, things get a little wild. Mm-hmm. So, not going to put too much stock in their weird special teams to start the season.
1: Yeah, when you have a guy like Darren Helm
0: who's played penalty kill for 12
1: years making just awful mistakes, and you kind of like, does he know the system completely right now? Like, right. Things like that. So, um, yeah, let those play out, especially the power play. I kind of throw it out the window because they're missing the biggest piece of their power play. And even last night, like McKinnon looked exhausted to me. Like, when you, my understanding is that that guy, he couldn't do anything for 10 days or eight days or whatever it is. So,
0: it's no surprise that he looked out of it. Yeah. Well, stop being out of it and get into it with DraftKings (laughs) Sportsbook. Look. That was good. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I got it, man. Sometimes I got it. DraftKings is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just five bucks on any NFL game any team to win and if they do you win 200 bucks in free bets. It's 5 bucks to $200 if you got a good read on an NFL team. It's that simple. You can also make it more interesting with their same game parlays. So sign up for a new account with code dnbr today to get that $5 to $200 bet opportunity uh with the same game parlays you can bet winner, you can bet on the over, you can bet on some player props, whatever you want to bet on. Put them all together and you get better odds if you think they're all going to hit. So check that out. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want to. So check them out today. Again, please use that DNVR code to let them know we sent you on a new account and get that odds boost. You can download their Sportsbook app now. You bet just $5 to win 200 in free bets. If they win, you win with the DNVR Promo code. they Again, our official sports betting partner of the NFL must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. Then hit up StravaCraft Coffee, the CBD infused coffee that is great for your morning routine because it's your coffee and it's your Advil all in one go. So get 25% off your first order with them when you use code DNBR25 at StravaCraftCoffee.com. helps with it, Mike's. Wow, migraines, aches and pains and IBS, joint pain, all sorts of other stuff as well. So check them out today. They're super awesome. If you really like them, you can get their subscription service, which gives you 20% off basically for life. Of course, we also are brought to you by Chevalier Mortgage. Both Mike and Virginia have been in the business here in Colorado for a very, very long time. You can go to DNVR Mortgage to check them out, get a free consultation and an opportunity to win yourself some free DNVR merch. So head on over there. Mike is a certified financial planner. That means he will find the right home loan for you and your entire financial picture. Yes, rates are great. They'll get you a great rate, but it comes down to a lot more than that. When it comes to looking for a home loan, they want to make sure you are all set to go for your future. So, again, go to dnvrmortgage.com or call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578 to get a free consultation. Michael Chevalier, NMLS 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Evan Rao coming at you today given given his takes so far on the Avs season. Evan what needs to change? Is there anything systems-wise that you see the Avs need to fix or is this really just a personnel issue? Um I mean they definitely look discombobulated on the ice. Like they're not playing
1: they're certainly not playing the way they did last year where there was pressure Skating all over the ice, um, but I don't. I, I really do think that Landeskog pulls this team together more than people realize because he just does so much dirty work, offensively, defensively. That when he is in there, that it's gonna kind of calm things down. Um, so I'm interested to see how they play on Thursday when he's back in the lineup because it'll be our first look at really the top line since preseason. Uh, actually, did they? I don't even know if the three of them played a preseason game together. But um, he's really going to pull things together. So I'm interested to see how they they look there. But um, I'm I'm people are freaking out, and I'm I'm just not worried. It's such a long season. Like it's not 56 games this year. It is 82. It's it's a marathon. Just there are ebbs and flows. It just when it's the start of the year, that's when people start to freak out. It's the first time people have seen this team in a long time.
0: Fair enough. We never did get, what was your take on the, the Landy suspension?
1: Um, well, I thought it was more than anything. I just thought it was a stupid hit, like the timing of it all. Um, but I'm done guessing suspensions with this team, (laughs) like which Navitz intentionally headbutts a dude and gets the same two games. Like because the guy's not hurt, it's not more, but like there was clear intention from him to headbutt some dude in the face. And yeah, I just don't know anymore. Right. I'm done guessing. Like I'm, of... done, I'm done caring because
0: I don't even think they know. They just don't know. They're just throwing numbers out there. Yep. Sounds about right. Department of Player Safety. It's kind of how they, they run things over there. So that is what it is. As And like, just for some context here, yes, we're talking about a little bit of a slow start from the abs. But Evan, you already mentioned it's only three games, long season in front of them. There are also three teams in the Western conference that have yet to win a hockey game. So the abs are sitting in fifth place in the division right now. It's not, they haven't even really fallen behind despite two pretty ugly hockey games from them. It's not a big deal in, in the big picture by any stretch of the imagination. They're just fine when it comes to that. Um, and, And very, very safe to expect a significant rebound, at least in the quality of hockey that they are playing over the next week or two, or you know, whatever. They get Landy back on Thursday, Nuke back a couple of weeks weeks later. Who knows? Taves could be back at any moment. No one really knows what's going on there. So,
1: yeah, it sounds like
0: he might be back.
1: Not, I don't think he's going to play tomorrow, but maybe the next game. I think it's more likely when they get home
0: next week or whenever they get home. He is on the trip with them, right? So he could play, but we'll see.
1: Yeah. And I listened to the the pod last night. You guys mentioned it. This is a tough road trip. And they're playing some good teams. And they played a lot of bad teams last year. Um, This is probably good for them. Even if they're going to struggle a little bit, you need to kind of see this competition. Um, And maybe this is good in the long run to play these really good teams. Because it's not going to get any easier these next two games. What, do they play Florida tomorrow and then Tampa Bay? Yep. The, yeah. The Florida double. Those might be the two best teams in the East for all we know. So it's it's a good thing to play these, these teams because you know that guys like McKinnon, you know, McCarr, they're they're not going to want to have the same performance as last night. They're going to want to get up for these games.
0: So is that your your positive spin on this? The Yavs... Uh playing a bit of higher quality competition with some regularity this year, maybe uh iron sharpens iron type of situation.
1: Yeah. I say specifically early in the year when you're still figuring things out, you have to, you really got to see what the, the baseline is for being a top line team in the league is. And we were spoiled last year because the avs played awesome, but the reality is they played some really bad teams and this is just, it's going to be different this year. And I don't know how much of an excuse it is that they haven't traveled in 19 months, like they haven't been on the East Coast. But I'm sure it is a little bit of an adjustment after you get used to
0: not really traveling last year. Well, and, And to your point there, you have to remember the mountain time zone, the west of Midwest in the NHL gets the worst travel schedules just by default because there's no teams around them. Mm-hmm. So the ABS and and look, they still had to travel a decent amount in the in the Western Division of last season, but it's, it was nothing like an East Coast swing road trip like they're going through right now. Mm-hmm. So maybe a bit of an adjustment for sure. I think that's fair to say. Um, go ahead.
1: No, I was. I I am really looking forward to watching this Florida team tomorrow. I think it's. I think it's going to be an exciting game, especially with the top line back together. This is
0: going to be two under normal circumstances, high octane offenses. Yeah, Florida has always been a go-forward hockey team, so should be fun. I'm excited for that one. Uh, Evan, what have you thought of the Seattle Kraken? I just wanted to wanted to get that in there. <laughs> I I haven't. I watched their first game,
1: and I was like, I don't, I don't know who half this team is. <laughs> like. <laughs> I think they're gonna be bad. All I think they're right. gonna be real bad. They can't they don't have any goal. Like they're not gonna score. And their defense like they have some decent defensemen, but none of them are really gonna be moving the puck and Giordano's just I mean he's, he's almost forty. He's like Yep. He's old. They're just not gonna be a very good team and their whole approach to the expansion draft was just bizarre and now they're gonna watch a bad team with no assets for at least this year,
0: yeah, I might have to do some uh, some crazy things to to pick up some draft picks or otherwise. We'll see how all that shakes out, or you know, just give out Curtis McDermott's for fourths. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one asset they did get. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. Unfortunately for the Evs, that's how that one panned out. Uh, Buffalo is three and zero. Are they the best team in the NHL? Buffalo. Always has some weird stretch where In they October, just, where they start super hot. Yeah,
1: they <laughs> had like an 11-game winning streak or like point streak a couple yeah. of years back,
0: and then they missed the playoffs. Yeah. Like, how do you miss the playoffs after something nonsense. like that? It's absolutely nonsense that Buffalo found a way that's, to miss the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> that's another roster where it's like, oh boy. Yeah, especially without Eichel. It's it's a little yikes, but just to prove my point, Buffalo 3-0. and don't don't hit any panic buttons about the Avs just yet. They're going to be just fine. Yes, it feels like a little bit of a slow start. Mm-hmm. It, don't overthink it. They'll they'll be a better hockey team shortly, I assume. So,
1: yeah, the, every team has stretches like this during an 82 game season. The Avs will have probably another one, a few more of these during the season. It's just when it's at the start of the year, it's going to get. People are going to just focus. If this was happening in January, nobody them be like, okay, well, whatever. They'll be kind
0: fine. Of, and, it, and it's fair to say that it's been like a weird start as far as the schedule is concerned. Not only playing decent teams coming up here, but their, their last exhibition games, they had three days off before they played Chicago. Then they got two days off before they played St. Louis. And then they got another two days off before they played Washington. So, their schedule hasn't really given them the opportunity to get into a real rhythm that will start. Now they go Florida on Thursday and then Tampa on Saturday, then they get Sunday and Monday off, but then it's Vegas, St. Louis, Minnesota every other day. So now is the time when the, the, the schedule really starts getting up to speed for Colorado. Yeah. So.
1: Yep. And. Um, it will, it'll be interesting to see the lineup tomorrow. I have a feeling we're going to see the defensive pair switched up because they kind of looked that way in the third period the other night. So, um, I think they want to put Gerard and Johnson back together, which would mean it's Bo McCarr time.
0: Let's go. I mean, I based on that game, anything is better than (laughs) burn. So, yeah, I don't know how you can keep them together after that game. So looking forward to something different.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, just I, I would just tell people don't panic. My mentions are full of panic. <laughs> and uh, yeah,
0: don't no this and blow not, it up, and it's just like a, take a breath. Everything's gonna be fine. We're three games into the season. Slow start never killed anybody this quickly. Yeah, <laughs> <If> I, <we're, laughs> go ahead. No, I was
1: just. I still have. I, I think there are still definitely question marks in the lineup. Yeah, but
0: it's still way too early. You haven't even had your top line together for a game. Yeah, right. And, you know, if this is, if we're 10 games into the season and the abs are three and seven, this is a very different story than one and two. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: don't, uh, don't panic. I guess we'll, we'll leave it at that. Any final thoughts you wanted to drop on the abs or otherwise, Evan?
1: Um, I really do hope they give Maltz and Kaut another game tomorrow because yesterday, I hate eleven forwards, seven defensemen. I just hate it because those guys had different line mates every shift. Yep. And how do you, if you're trying to find give some a consistency level of to
0: those guys? Yeah. Yeah,
1: like you can't do that when you're playing with a different center every shift or a different. You know, you have they put they put those guys all over the lineup yesterday. So it's just like give them another game with some consistency and see where they see how they do.
0: All right, I'm all for it. That's going to do it for our show today. Thank you, everyone, for watching, listening, however you consume the pod. We appreciate all of y'all so very much. We hope you'll tune in for our post-game show tomorrow. Again, it gets to be pretty early. These post-game shows being over by 9 Mountain It's kind of nice with the, yeah. uh, with the East Coast game. It is
1: nice not having to write till like, 1 in the morning.
0: Yeah, no kidding. So... Looking forward to that. We hope to see y'all there. And then on Saturday, we'll be doing, or at least I will be doing a watch along for that game for you non-local folks. So be sure to tune into that. Um, Yeah. Other than that, we appreciate you and we will catch you all on the next one.